Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Hey, yeah, we do. Um, you know, coming off of a, a tougher game on Saturday, played a really good Aurora team. Coach BB and his guys um, were ready to roll, and um, unfortunately, you know, we just didn't make enough plays. And, and they're, they're the type of team, um, they'll, they'll capitalize on, on your mistakes. But we definitely learned a lot. Um, I think we, we had a lot of bright spots, you know, forced a lot of to turnovers, did some nice things in the past game. And, um, you know, our, our focus now, and, you know, we, we talked before the call, is, is we're going to turn the page and we, we, we're going to do everything we can to prepare for, for a strong Benedictine team, um, do everything we can to finish this year on a high note. Um, for all the guys coming back, and also you know, leave the seniors uh, on a high note for their career. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, to quote the immortal Dennis Green, uh, I, Aurora was who you thought they would be. So um, every bit as good as, as advertised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all starts up front. Both their offense and defensive lines are special. Um, and, you know, they've got a nice skill group, you know, the, I think on offense especially. Um but, you know, the, the O-line is what makes them special. They, they, they can do so many things schematically. Um, they've got a lot of time to, to challenge you in the pass game. Um, you know, and, and that quarterback's done a nice job getting better each year. He's been a part of their program now. This is year three for him, and you can see he's grown too. So, um, yeah, it was, was one of those days, man. You just my, – my number one thing, I, you know, they jumped us pretty quick. Um, and my number one thing was I just want to see us fight for four quarters. That that was really it. Um, I made some choices even as a coach, you know, probably more aggressive on fourth and shorts and did some stuff because I just said I, I don't really care what the score is at the end of the day. I want to see us battle. So, Players of the game for me. Uh, we, we actually, you know, we did not do a player players of the game this week. We, um, we made uh, a concerted choice on Monday um, just to, to – to turn the page and move forward to Benedictine. So, um, you know, as coaches, we, we broke the film down. We definitely talked about things that we got to do better. But we didn't want our guys dwelling on a game. We know we didn't play well, and we know that, you know, we know the outcome of. We, we really see this this week, this Benedictine game, is a huge opportunity for us to take a step forward. Um, so we, we spent more time on, on Monday diving into Benedictine. We wanted to get an extra day of, of prep. Well, let's talk about Benedictine this week. A little bit different team than we've seen in previous years. Very, very run-heavy team using two different quarterbacks. Your thoughts on facing the team? Yeah, they, they um, you know, I think they're they're well coached. Coach Schrader's always done a good job. He's, you know, he's been at Benedictine for a few years now and um, did a good job when he was at Rockford as well. Um, you know, always super sound defensively. Um, you know, they don't give up, surrender a lot of big plays. You got you got to earn it against them on on offense and. Um, you mentioned some of the changes that they've had on offense. You know, they graduated a, a very special quarterback. Tyler Jarnigan was was one of the best I've seen in our conference. Um, and so it's hard, you know, I've been in that situation. Um, actually, one of their assistant coaches, Michael Whitley, was one of my players who, who was very special. And um, it's, it's really tough to replace a guy like that. And, and you have to honestly change, you know, the way that you, you – um, develop your offense when you lose a leader and a special player like that. And I think they're in the midst of doing that. They're trying to find, you know, who are they now um, versus who were they the last three years. And um, with all that being said, they're still very effective on offense. They do some things that challenge you in the run game. Those two QBs uh, can make some, some big plays and um, we got to be ready to roll. But I, I know uh, coach Donovan's a Benedictine alum, our D coordinator's a Benedictine alum. So he's, he's definitely fired up for the challenge. 
as you were mentioning, uh, Aurora with an outstanding offensive line, Benedictine also with that same kind of offensive line. So I, I would gather you're looking at this contest and thinking this is a game that's going to be won in the trenches. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's our ability to limit their effectiveness in the run game, uh, put them in third and long situations, um, and and then you know allow our guys to do what we've been doing well, which is you know we've been getting after the passer, we've been creating turnovers better than we ever have since I've been here. Um, you know, but it all starts with those early rundowns that you that you're talking about. So I, I'm proud of our, our our defensive line group. I feel like they've improved as the years gone on and. I'm looking forward to seeing them, you know, battle uh, a good offensive line, uh, an offensive line that really hasn't given up a lot of sacks so far. Now, going back to last year's game, they came in rolling, and probably the most exciting game in the conference all this year. I mean, you guys took them down to the wire, nearly came away with that victory. So as you look at that contest, what do you take away from that that you're using for this year? Oh, man. So the last two years, it's been like that, where it's been kind of a, a back and forth shootout. Um, and we just haven't been able to punch, you know, finish them with the final punch. That's been the message all week is like, you guys know we have what it takes to play with this, with, with this program. Um, we have to, we have to be prepared for a four quarter battle and we got We got to do what it takes to finish in critical moments, critical downs. We, we've got to trust in who we are and the preparation that we've put in uh, to make those plays. And, yeah, look at last year. We, we had a lead at half. We had a chance to make it a two-score game, and unfortunately we turned the ball over in the red zone, and they were able to flip it and, and gain the momentum and bring it back to an even match. And that's where, you know, I think our our next step as a program is, you know, we, we, we make those plays, right? We make those plays. We avoid the, the simple mistakes. And, um, you know, I feel like we've got the group to do it, and now it's it's just a matter of proving it on Saturday. Well, let's jump into fan questions this week, and we're going to start with Greg, who would like to know, can a loss like that to Aurora have a long-term effect on the psyche of a team? I think so. I think um, I think it can a little bit. I, everyone in, in, uh, in the program, you know, they knew they were strong, and I, I think our goal was to prove that we belong in that, in that place. And uh, so there's some frustration there. You want to feel like, hey, we're right there with them. Um, but, you know, like we talked about in the beginning, like, there were some bright spots. You know, we got behind them a little bit in the past game. I thought we protected fairly well. Um, we created turnovers. You know, we got to stop their run game a little bit better than we did. But there were some things that, like, we weren't doing a year ago that we did this year. So, um, I honestly think it probably affects the staff, coaching staff a little bit more because it's we're looking at saying, okay, what do we have to do uh, programmatically to get to that place, not just, you know, our individual players in our program now, but how do we develop our program to to get to that level? And so I think we'll be breaking that film and, and doing some things um, down a lot more seriously after the season um, to see, okay, what, where where do we need to take our next step uh, to be in that conversation with Aurora? So. Along the same lines, Dylan would like to know, are there things your players can learn from playing a team like Aurora? Like, do your quarterbacks learn things by watching what Aurora does? Um, I think to some degree. I think to some degree. I think you see um, – you just see how sound they are. You know, it's, it's, it's very few mistakes being made on that side of the, uh, that side of the football. Um, it shows you how important it is to be consistent. You know, it's – you know, we, we, we have an 80-yard-something touchdown, right, um, on offense. 
which is great. Like we're so we show we can make a splash like they can, but then we'll have a assignment mistake or a protection mistake or whatever it is that you're just not seeing on that side of the football, right? So like your our our peak can get there, but we, but we have far more values than they have right now, and that's that's been kind of our message all throughout the years. Our our goal is we have to become a more consistent football team. I think when when you've seen us play well. Um, whether it was, you know, the St. Norbert game, I think even in Concordia, Wisconsin, you know, our defense had really great moments um, throughout that game, even though we lost that one. Um, you've seen us do things that, you know, are at or above what our opponents are at, but we've made more mistakes, and we have to cut our mistakes down. Um, and it starts with me and how I'm preparing our team. It starts with the way we practice. Um, that's, that's our goal, and, and we're going to keep working toward it. Billy would like to know, he says, Aurora really shut down the running game. How can you approve that attack? Is it simply personnel, or is there a scheme issue? Uh, um, there's there's a little bit of scheme. You know, I think there's a little bit of scheme involved. Um, but, you know, uh, to be uh, to be frank with the, with the Aurora game, it was definitely a personnel. You know, they, they have two really, really good defensive tackles. Um and two explosive defensive ends. So it what what ha- ends up happening against a defensive line of that caliber is that um, you struggle to get a lot of front, you know, a lot of first level movement, and then it's really hard to get to those backers that they have because you're try you're occupied trying to trying to move the first threat, right? Um, and so you, what you found is a lot of times those backers were normally were like we kind of combination block from the first level to the linebacker, and we can do that. This game was much harder, and so um, there weren't the, the creases that you saw against like a Lakeland or a, a Rockford. Um, so it's it's there's some there's definitely some personnel challenges that they presented, and then it's as on us as coaches trying to find a way. Okay, what can we do schematically to help us? Um, and honestly, you saw us just make the decision more and more. Like, hey, we're just going to try to use quick passing attack um, to help replace some of what we usually get from our running game. Wendell says the team could still reach 500 with victories in the last two games. In terms of progression and how you feel the program is developing, how important do you think it is for the team to reach that mark this season? Um, It would mean a lot. I think it would mean a lot, um, first and foremost, to those seniors, to get to that mark, um, to see the progress that we've made. I think we know we're a better program, but to be able to see it, you know, have that evidence, I guess, um, it would, would be very special for that group. I think for our staff, it really helps recruiting, I think. You know, um, the the outsider doesn't understand the inner workings of our program. You know, even like I'll say our league knows. You know, like you, Coach Bruton um, is a good friend of mine. Yeah, I know you guys do a show too, like, Colin talked to me, he's like, you guys are much improved, like, I can see it, you know, that's great, you know, in recruiting, though, you want to be able to demonstrate that, because I can't be like, hey, you know, the Lakeland coach thinks we're a lot better, like, if you can show it, um, you know, with, with some evidence, it makes it, it makes it more attractive for a, a young man who's saying, all right, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going, and he looks at WLC and says, hey, they're on the right track, they're getting better, they're on the upswing, I want to be a part of that, you know. That makes perfect sense. Uh, Joe would like to know, he says, 
Coach, based upon your stance on Halloween, how would you explain to kids that they should not be celebrating Halloween, especially when all their friends are participating in it? Um, that's a great question. I would say, are they are they your own kids or somebody else's kids? <laughs> that would be the first question I would ask. Um, you know, I, I actually just had this conversation with, with my son. My youngest, um, he had some friends that asked him to go to um, a haunted house. And um, we were just talking. I said, is that something that you would, like, I said, if, if your friends didn't ask you, would you have asked me to do that? Would you have said, like, hey, we should go do this as a family? Said, no, I have no interest in doing that. I was like, okay, so, like, the, the next question then you have to ask is, like, what are you willing to trade? Like, if you don't feel it's right, if you know you kind of have that weird feeling in your stomach because God's he's telling you, like, hey, this, is, you know, this is not something that gives me glory. Like, you know, what, what decision should you make? You know, is it the one that, you know, you want to fit in with your friends or is it saying, hey, guys, let's do something else or, hey, i got to pass on this one, you know, and, um, and this is why. So that's. He's obviously 14. He's not at the trick-or-treat age, um, but that was the conversation that we had about something I think that, that's pretty similar. Sheila, Sheila would like to know, where are you now in The Chosen? <laughs> I've, I've seen – I'm eagerly waiting the next season. That's where I'm at right now. I've seen all of them. Uh, we went to the movie theater to see a couple. Um, just phenomenal series. I love it. And I uh, would recommend it to anyone. I was actually like – recommending at my brother's wedding at the, the head table talking to people like, you got to see this if you've never seen it uh, especially if you're, you're kind of hesitant to go to church just watch this first and maybe that'll help you see a little bit different side um it's so good it's just to see how much god loves his people they did a really good job of depicting that i feel um in the show and we're, we're looking forward to the next season davis is ready to throw the coach into the fire so here we go your All thoughts right. on spiritual gifts especially the more charismatic ones. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Oh, man. Let, let's put it this way. Spiritual gifts, um, we, we see evidence of the spiritual gifts in the disciples throughout the Gospels. We see evidence of spiritual gifts throughout the book of Acts. And we see Paul writing to the believers of the early church and, and to us about spiritual gifts. So I think... Um, I think there's some believers out there that might like minimize um, what, what the spiritual gifts are or, or the fact that, that they are promised to us. Um, Jesus says like the greater works, what we do. Um, some would argue that's greater in, in scale, right? More people. Um, but he also does say, you know, gives his disciples ability to heal the sick and all these different things. So um there's definitely evidence of it in the scriptures. I, what I, I think where there's the stumbling block is that when you seek the gifts over the giver, when you when you glorify the gifts, you start to bring you start to make it about yourself. It's never about that. It's always about giving God the honor, giving God the glory, doing God's work, m making His His presence known to those. Oftentimes, the gifts were used. Um, not just for the sake of it, but to bring people to the kingdom of heaven. They were used um, as a, way, a demonstration of God's love for others, not just like some parlor tricks or like demonstration of how committed you are to the, to the Lord or anything like that. And that's where I think it's been such a stumbling block is there's, there's people out there that are, are so consumed by the gifts as a demonstration of your faith um, 
that it's it's can be faked or exaggerated, right? And then that becomes a turnoff to the body itself. And you have you've got like now you have like inner conflict between different denominations and all that stuff. So it's uh it's certainly a controversial issue, but to deny the gifts themselves, I think, is denying um, the Holy Spirit, and I, I, I'm definitely not going to do that. So I, I've seen um, and experienced um, some of those gifts before, but I, I will definitely say it's, it doesn't usually involve what you see on TV or uh, YouTube. That's a great answer. Jim would like to know, he says, Coach, help me out here. My girlfriend started mocking me because there was a huge spider in my room, and she was calling me a baby. <laughs> Give me a little support here. Would you be afraid of spiders? Uh, I was when I was younger. I hated spiders. I would be, I'd be the first one to like, call my dad and get them and stuff. Um, yeah, I, still, I don't like spiders, but I step up. That's that's the way I, w- I would say is, you know, my my dislike of spiders is less than my love for my wife and my kids. And so when there's a spider problem in our house, I will step up to the plate and I take care of business. And um, yeah, but I definitely, Jim, whoever you are, brother, I I, I know what you mean. I I hated spiders when I was younger, and and now I just I try to uh, not let it get to me. Snakes, on the other hand, I don't know. Snakes is another level. I can't stand snakes. So, (laughs) and our words of wisdom for this week. Well, obviously, you know, you know where our team was at on Saturday, and there's the I think some disappointment. and the biggest thing, you know, I always try to go, when you're feeling those emotions, like, you got to go to what's true. You got to go to what's constant, and that's God's word. God's word is never changing. God is never changing. So we dove in um, into the book of Isaiah, and um, in particular, in, in the chapter, in chapter 40, and, you know, Isaiah's writing to his people in a different, difficult situation, We're almost kind of questioning God, like, what? Why are we going through these trials and, and tribulations? And um, God is correcting them. And that was exactly what I think we needed to hear as a team. Is like, like do you, he was, number one, he reminded them of who he is, right? And that means then, like, trust, if you trust in who he is and, 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 and his character and his love and his control of the situation, then you got to know that even when you went through something hard, there's a purpose in it. And, and it, it, it could actually be something that, allows you to grow to greater heights than you than you expected. And oftentimes I think it's a, it's a reminder that we have to depend not on our own strength but but his and that's why in um you know the kind of the famous verse from it is you know kind of 29 through 31 he says he gives strength to the weary increases the power of the weak even youths grow tired and weary young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord renew their strength they'll soar on wings like eagles they'll run and not go grow weary, they'll walk and not be faint. And um, that was my wife's dad's favorite verse. I always remember that verse. But um, I just want our guys to know, like, what, when you're trying to do it in your own power, you're, you're doing it wrong. you got to lean on God. you got to trust him in the hard moments. you got to be grateful in the, in the high ones. And in all things, he is good. Beautifully said. Coach Shresky, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Rob.